Gay fans, welcome back to the Deep Love Podcast. It has been a minute since we recorded, a good two, three weeks. Um, but, you know, we we really, we, we dug in, we focused on watching the NBA Finals especially and the last bit of, bit of playoffs beforehand. Um, and so we got all the content that you guys need right here in this episode. Um, this is going to be the... 2020-2021 NBA season recap now that the finals are over we'll we'll talk about the finals a little bit I have a little bit of stuff uh to talk about with the playoffs and I have a little quiz for Peyton and Lee here um and we'll do a little bit of draft stuff since the draft is next week we'll we'll talk about that a little bit too at the end of the episode so uh um one thing I do want to mention before we get into any finals talk is that we did, for those of you who didn't remember, we did a playoff prediction, kind of a thing like a March Madness, fill out your bracket thing, um, where we we chose the team that we thought was going to win the series. And if we got it right, we got five, I gave everybody five points for that pick. And then if you guess the number of, of games per series, like, you know, for example, if a, a series went seven games and someone guessed it, they got a, a bonus point for that. So um, we did that, and Peyton was the winner of, of that. He ended up edging out all of, all of us to uh, to win the whole thing. And I did have a prize. I get I will have to show it off next episode. He's next one. Yeah, got some stuff going on. You're moving places, so you know moving's a tough thing. You lose stuff here and there, get it in boxes and whatnot. So next episode, I'll have my time to brag on the next one. Though I'll show okay. it. I'll I'll have a few words. You yeah, know, we'll, we'll make sure they know. Yeah, we'll definitely be ex- expecting a speech. That's for sure. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just a, a a cool idea I had before the playoffs started, and everybody was into it, and it was fun. I I think we'll definitely do it again next year. So. Um, all right. That leads us to the next list or the next topic on the list, the NBA finals, uh, couldn't have been any better for, uh, for Peyton here. That was his favorite player and his team winning, winning the championship. So let's, let's hear your thoughts, Peyton, about the whole finals experience, um, how it was as a Bucks fan and more, more importantly, a Giannis fan to watch, to watch that whole thing play out. So, as a fan, calling it from the beginning, it feels it feels good. It's like if you're wondering why like people like sports and why like why do you have a podcast to talk about basketball? You know, like pick a team, get invested in it, and then you know hopefully you get the opportunity where they win. Um, don't bandwagon on like a Laker team. You know, like you can do that, but it definitely takes away from your experience a little bit unless it's your hometown team. But, like, I mean, watching watching Giannis dominate like that, picking the Bucks, you know, going through all that adversity, there's nothing there's nothing like that. Like, you get a real feeling as a fan. Like, you get emotionally invested into a TV screen. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about it like that. But it, it's real. It's legit. Um, it, it was so fun. I would, you know, as much as, as, much as I – hate that roster it was a really fun run that they had <laughs> yeah um we've we've had our own discussions whether it's on the podcast or in our group our group text that we got going on um about like you know chris middleton drew holiday and all that but i you know everybody on that team they did their job they they came together and certain guys stepped up when it really mattered when other guys couldn't so um and that's, that's oh the, yeah 
that's how you win a championship right there. You got to expect everybody to do their part and the, the Bucks did it. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take only, my huge take here. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Lee. The only downside to this Peyton mentioned it to me earlier, which made me realize this roster is here to stay. So how do you feel about that? Like there is not many changes coming to this roster now that they won a championship, especially Mike Budenhoser. He's not going anywhere. So yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, when they're giving their speeches, you know, Giannis gets his MVP speech and they're all in the middle of the court. You see Budenholzer and Middleton hug in the background. It's like your guys' jobs were two games away from being non-existent, you know? <laughs> like, that's all it would have yeah. taken and they wouldn't have had a job. Because Budenholzer, if he didn't win that, he's gone. Um, yeah. he, he had an awful playoff, you know? Um, I, think, I, I think there's a way of looking at it where – there's two types of coaching, right? There's, there's coaching where you go in, you go into practice, you coach, you teach, and you prepare, and then you make adjustments when it comes to game time. Mm-hmm. I think Budenholzer's way of coaching is, hey, we're going to go into practice. This is the script, and we're going to follow it every day in and out, and we're going to make them stop us, you know? And that's – he doesn't – waver from that script you know it's he's right on script every game and whether it was the Brooklyn series or the Heat series you know he he stuck to that script and I didn't agree with it I do think that um if that was a healthy Brooklyn team his way of coaching they wouldn't have they wouldn't have advanced through but um in this one thing about that one thing about that Brooklyn team like they were this far away from advancing, like not advance. Well, yeah, this far away from beating the Bucks and advancing, like Kevin Durant's toes were on the line, and that's what caused the them not to beat the Bucks or at least hit that shot. And you know, who knows what could have played out, but like everybody's talking about it now. Like KD's toes were on the line, and that's what caused the Nets the the series. There, there's yeah. just people trying to find slander. They're just trying to discredit it. Right. Like, ever right. since. Ever since the Mickey Mouse ring, they've been trying to discredit everything. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 I don't know. And especially if LeBron's so, not in there. Like, if, if LeBron's not there, it doesn't count, you know? Like, it's just <laughs> something like that. That's yeah. gay. That's one thing that I've seen more of than any other um, championship run or team in the last few years. I mean, it's been the same teams for a while. So it's not like we've had a lot of variety to choose from. But, like, yeah, they've they've done whatever they could to discredit Giannis. I mean, I mean, there's sure there's people who are giving him his respect, but I see a lot of people discrediting him for like a lot of things. And it, I, I don't understand it. You know, I mean, so he does the same thing over and over, but are you still seeing that that slander now that he actually won the championship or was this like before he, he won? What, before he won, it was really bad. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been down a lot now because it's it's hard to, you know, it's a pretty good resume. It's hard to argue that, so mm-hmm. people are kind of get it now. But I, you still do see it a little bit, you know. And I'm not even counting the slander. I like I don't count the slander where they say, "Hey, Middleton stepped it up," you know. Like I'm not even counting that as them discrediting Giannis at all. I just see them like outright being like like Giannis can't shoot for more than five feet how is this guy this good at basketball and stuff like that you know it just yeah. stuff like that is frustrating mm-hmm. 
Yeah, a lot of that comes down to whether you're a, a casual fan or not. Like like you mentioned in our group chat, Peyton, um, if you actually watch the games, you see the little things that that Giannis does or like even Middleton, for example, like he or Drew Holiday, where Drew's more of a defensive minded player. Yeah, he shoots a lot, but like he still makes up for it on the defensive end. And Middleton scores when shoots nobody else can. <laughs> yeah. And Middleton scores when like nobody else can. He gets off crazy shots, but he, he shoots a lot too. But they're both important to what made the Bucks a team, especially this year, winning it, winning it all. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with the, the honest slander. Like I haven't seen much of it now just because it's it's pretty recent, obviously, that the, the Bucks won it yeah. was was the finals MVP, deservedly so. Like this is probably one of the most dominant finals performances of all time. Like seriously, yeah, we should we should talk about that. I said that in the group chat. I mean, I haven't watched like Bill Russell or Kobe or you know, I haven't watched any of those finals performances. But it, I mean, it would be hard to say that that wasn't that wasn't up there, top five, with the exception of Game One. But even then, he didn't have a bad game. Like he had twenty and seventeen. Like that's not a terrible game by any means. (laughs) Coming off of an injury too. Like he just came back from an injury. Mm -hmm. so like you can't even use that and then came back back back-to-back 40-point games (laughs) so yeah yeah i mean one four straight in the final you know against a great team like that suns team you can't can't take a lot away from that that's a solid roster right there like if they can keep cp3 um that's something to build around i think they will i don't think cp3 is going anywhere though i don't think he is either there's yeah. a there's a ton of rumors going around saying that he's gonna want to try to sign in like New York or something like that or like the Lakers the are gonna try to go pick somewhere it? <laughs> that's farther away from a ring. His only goal right now is to get a ring, and he's got the perfect roster with growing young stars that are ex- like growing at such a fast rate. Like the jump that DeAndre Ayton made, Cam Johnson was huge. Mm-hmm. And then Devin yeah. Booker just gets better and better. Obviously, he had a terrible game six, but, like, he had back-to-back 40-point games before that. So, like, what – I don't know. That roster is bulletproof if you if you go down the list, you know. They have a really, really, really good roster. The problem that the Suns have now is either, one, if Chris Paul takes his player option, which is, like, $45 million, that's a huge chunk of the cap right there. Or, two, like, if he doesn't – take the option they're going to have to pay Chris Paul for a couple of years and in what I've heard the most likely scenario of a contract being is like three years 100 million dollars so you know around that 32 33 million dollar range which is still a big number but not as bad as 45 um DeAndre it's tough to give to a 37 year old yeah, yeah like like even though it is Chris Paul and he didn't he was doing his thing all series long like he didn't show any signs of like declining at all but like 37 years old is something you got to look at you know yeah for sure and so another thing the Suns have to worry about is DeAndre Ayton needs an extension so does Mikael Bridges like he needs an extension as well and both of those guys were huge in their playoff run this year um I that's the thing with with Bridges though like and it, it could just be the game plan, like altering what Monty, Monty Williams could have like changed things around too. But like you saw game one and game two, Cam Johnson and Bridges were both hitting corner threes, like nothing. Like it, it was ridiculous how many threes they were, they were hitting because 
like Chris Paul, he had, those were his best assist game numbers too. Um, and the, the game plan kind of changed. And that's obviously why the Bucks won, won four straight after that. Um, and uh, so those, okay. Let me, let me backtrack a little bit. Those are the contract issues that they, that they have coming up. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Oh, and campaign needs a contract too. He's a free agent now. Uh, and he was huge for them off the bench as well. So I think, um, yeah. I think Aiton and Bridges will both be under bird rights and they'll have the, I mean, they'll probably have to a little bit of tax that they'll mm-hmm. have to pay, but, I mean, I think they'll still have enough. I, not that they'll be able to go sign like, a, you know, a supermax to anybody, you know, but they're going to have some cap to play around with. But they, they'll have enough cap to go get a solid player to add to that roster. Um, so, and they also like, they had the number 10 pick this year, Jalen Smith. He didn't, he didn't see like a minute on the floor. I don't know if that guy's a bust, but like, Watch out for that guy to blow up next year a little bit too. Yeah, he was really good when he played with Maryland, and I think he might have been a little bit injured this year, so that's probably why he didn't see much playing time and couldn't get in the rotation. But, yeah, like he's got some boom potential for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. Do they have a draft pick this year or not? I don't I don't know if they do or not. If it is, it's it's really late. I know that. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so back to back to finals talk and about the Phoenix Suns. One thing I want to bring up, uh, I I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast. It was like the day after the Bucks won. So Wednesday, was it yesterday morning? Yeah, yesterday when I was listening to it. Uh, he had mentioned the fact that from games, I think it was three through six. So the four games there, Chris Paul only shot like seven free throws combined out of all four games which I think that's kind of nuts for a guy like him to only shoot seven free throws in four games. How much does he get to the line usually though? I would guess quite a bit. He's not taking, he's not taking layups or anything. He is strictly mid range and open light. Like he isn't taking it to the rack and trying to get fouled. He's almost a strict uh, perimeter player, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I I I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his um, season average, or like I should say, uh, playoff average. But I know that you know four in or seven in four games is is way low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know that's low for in the season. I think uh, matchup wise, though, he saw a lot of PJ Tucker, Brooke Lopez, Giannis off the switches, and I know uh, PJ guarded him a lot. That's, I mean, his yeah. bit was more of just freeze him up because you, you could see when he comes off of that screen, he gets level with the big guy, he freezes him up, and then it's that next dribble is usually to create that little bit of space and then fade away. Mm-hmm. I mean, when me and Lee were watching, he hit like 10 over Giannis, those mm-hmm. fadeaway jump shots. I mean, Giannis, Giannis had great, Giannis held Booker to like nothing, he... you know? Yeah, there's no, you couldn't play better defense. Yeah, I mean that's just his shot. It, it, so I think, and every time like, as was he's like, gotten Fuck older, no, he, and he just fucking made it. <laughs> I know it, every every single time shot. It's crazy. So in the finals, I've got his numbers here. In the finals, he attempted so that's eight, nine, twelve, twelve free throws, and he made nine. So he was nine for twelve in the finals. 
in the round previously, That's... he was he was out for the two games, the first two, but then he played the last four. Uh, and he attempted 19, and he made 17. Or no, 15, sorry, 15. In uh, the round before that was four games, and he attempted... So that's 16, 19, 22. I'm not good at math, so that's why it's taking a little bit. He, and he made all of them. So he was 22 for 22. And then in the first round, it was 12. And he hit nine. He was nine for 12 in that series as well. So what was the first round of the Lakers, right? Yeah, yep. So that's kind of the same situation where he's tacking and they have a good big man. Whereas right. like Jokic is slower and then you got the uh, – they played the conference finals. Uh, who did they play in the conference finals? It was the, the Jazz. The Jazz. Yeah, so they don't have a good big man. I mean, Rudy Gobert, but, like, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a slower the guy, best too. Best defensive though. big man in the league. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Those are low numbers. Nine is very, very low, especially through – what do you take? Seven? Yeah. I think if we look at Phoenix's side, um, if you take away their future, like just looking at the finals, you know, mm-hmm. let's just look at just the finals. I'd be very upset, you know. I mean, you saw a CP3 who turned the ball over, seemed pretty careless. Um, I mean, you got shines of Devin Booker, which is great. Devin Booker is going to be great. Um, he shows that he can efficiently shoot and he can score from kind of all levels. Uh, but then DeAndre Ayton, I mean, he showed up big for him, like really big for him early. But it seemed like he just – he faded out more and more as the series went. Not that he played like – because I don't know really – I don't really know if you could say he played bad other than some like getting in foul trouble a little bit. It, that was tough for him not having him on the he court. Didn't score, but like he wasn't really yeah, scoring. yeah, he just didn't. It's like he didn't really want. He wasn't looking to either, though. I don't know. His, his jump uh, hook, Jay was Crowder. Non-existent. That was that was nice. He, yeah, that jump hook was. I mean, Giannis shut it down a couple times, but he should be able to hit that sixty percent on Brooke Lopez. You know, definitely. Um. Any other takeaways from the finals? Um, Devin Booker, you have any thoughts on on him? Like Peyton said it, the le- the levels of scoring that he was he was scoring on every single level. He met, he blew a couple layups and met, like bunnies that he should have made, but he was making some pretty like his mid range contested jump shots were he was shooting those at a high clip. And his fadeaway, he must have learned that shit from Chris Paul or something because he was taking a lot of those mid range fades. They were they were money. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think the the Kobe comparisons, even though that Devin Booker says he doesn't want to be compared to Kobe, do you think they're they're legit? I mean, obviously he's not on his level yet, but their play styles are similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like uh, like I'm not saying he is Kobe Bryant, but he does play very very similar. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of his moves look the same too. Not that I watch a shit ton of Kobe Bryant, but I've seen highlights. Yeah, I, I think so too. And he's he does he's well, I don't think he has it quite yet, but he's starting to get that Kobe killer mentality. Um, just to go out and just like I'm gonna I'm gonna score on you, whether it's take you to the hoop, whether it's 
drive to the hoop, step back for the mid-range fade like you were talking about, or just pull up a three in your face. Like he he's a volume scorer and he's good at it too. It just really sucks that he didn't show up in that closeout game, you know? Like that just that's game that's the biggest game of your life up to any level of like college basketball, whatever. That's the biggest game of your life. Yeah. And you just didn't show up. I know he had back to back forty point games, but that's not, that's a game you I don't, have no excuse not to show up for. I don't know how much you can say he didn't show up. I mean, yeah. Giannis took like if you Giannis was on a different level. Like when he said it was my game, you know that was so. Anytime he Booker, he was on Booker. It was just shut down. It wasn't happening. You know, Booker didn't score. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday locked him down again. Uh, it's tough to say that he didn't show up because I think that, I mean, well, here is, I guess the Bucks showed point, up more. His point totals for the finals 31 or 27, 31, 10, game three, and then 42, 40, and then he had 19. So compared to his other four games, he, he wasn't bad. That game three was worse. I mean, he did almost have 20, but. Like in yeah. a closeout game, right. you expect you could, him to I mean, get yeah. 25, 30, you know, like he's got to, he's got to be there for yeah, that game. I respect to Giannis. Up. Yeah. 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 Respect to Giannis for sure. He didn't throw by any means. That's not throwing, but. Mm. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. He got, he got snatched at the end of game five there too. He was having a hell of a game and then Drew Holiday just had to do it to him. So. <laughs> Did yeah. you see PJ when he snapped PJ Tucker at the beginning of game six? Yeah. That was so that he PJ Tucker took like three minutes to fall down to the floor. <laughs> he was just stumbling. Like a tree just slowly falling. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh that game six was awesome though. Like the whole like even game five was awesome to watch. It was just um I to to kind of wrap up um, my perspective from the finals here. After watching the last, I would say the last five or six finals, like genuinely watching every game and putting some thought into, you know, what's actually going on. This is probably one of the the funner finals. Like last year was last year was cool because it was just an experience with the bubble. And like I I, I thought the Heat were gonna do better, but you know, it's good for LeBron to get his his third ring and whatnot. But this year, from like a um competitive standpoint like it was just it was on another level i i really thoroughly well, enjoyed it it was the first time an nba finals game had been tied 2-2 since 2015 i think oh, so wow. that okay. just go that just goes to show you that there has not been very competitive it's been 3-1 like 2-1 like it just hasn't been any competitive games and like when diana said that thing about the super team i really hope that just like makes it way into people's mm-hmm. brains like yo like fuck this super team bullshit like let's make a competitive league and get rid of the fucking commercials and the seven timeouts because that shit is ridiculous bro yeah that yeah. it's killing the Agreed. league it's killing it's killing the league no one wants to watch the bullshit because every two minutes there the last three minutes of the game lasts a half hour which doesn't well, when you're sense, looking but... at the last three minutes and each coach has like four timeouts, you know that each coach has to use two timeouts before two minutes left in the game. Otherwise, they lose. So it's like 
like everybody just like leave the screen for half an hour, you know, go do something, come back. And then you'll finally, you know, you'll finally get to the last entertaining minute of the game. It's, it's brutal. And I hope they realize that, but like, I, they, I think they think it makes it better if they just sneak in like a, a commercial, like split the screen in half or just make it like the tiniest little cube on the side and then just show Itch. a commercial. Like that doesn't count. We don't want to see that either. <laughs> you know, that just show me the screen. I would rather see the coach, a big circle of players stand in a circle than watch a progressive commercial again. Honestly, I'm done. <laughs> the thing, the thing is like, why don't they just cut it down to five? Like they don't, because they get more timeouts after halftime, don't they? Yeah, like, they get if they go seven, more, seven per half. Yeah, they get seven each half. Well, I, okay, maybe maybe not each half, but I know they start the game with seven, and then, it, uh, man, do, I think they get if they go below five, they get up to five. Okay, yeah. so they might start the second yeah, half with five. Then, yeah. yeah, which is bullshit. And then that's Fucking, not counting the TV timeouts, like right. TV timeouts too. If you're gonna give them seven, they have seven the whole game. If you burn three of them in the first half, that's on you, bro. Yeah. Like that's on your team not figuring it yeah. out. Yeah. Like, and the TV timeouts mm-hmm. make it like two a half if you have to have them. Yeah. It just interrupts the flow of the game and it fucks up the players' rhythms too. If anything, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a complete yeah. side rant, but that it gets so bad in the playoffs every single time. It's horseshit. Yeah. The last two last two playoffs have been terrible. So, um, what were we talking about? You said the, the timeout thing. Okay. One other thing I want to talk about with, along with the timeouts. Um, so, okay. First of all, ESPN, one of the worst sports networks out there, but they're like the most popular sports Agreed. They're the, they're the most popular. So I love listening to their broadcast team, like Van Gundy, Mike Breen and, uh, Mark Jackson. Those three are my favorite crew. Like when they're doing Mm -hmm. games, I love listening to those three especially Van Gundy. He's, he's not afraid to call out the NBA for the timeout shit or like he's grown on me a lot. Yeah. Even the challenge thing. Like if you win the challenge, you should be able to get it back. Like there's no reason why you can't. And I've said that since the beginning, it should be just like the NFL challenge rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the players need to stay on the fucking court and the coach needs to stay on the fucking sidelines. It shouldn't be a timeout. Yeah. Fuck out of Like they're just getting an extra timeout. Each team has eight timeouts basically. I don't know how you how else you'd go around that though. Like in order for for things to be successfully reviewed te- or never. technical, technical. If they come on the court, technical. Maybe give them like bring the seats out there, whatever. Take a rest, a breather. But technical. If a coach comes on the court, technical. Players players go to the benches, technical. Like you would do it just like a like how if there's a fight that breaks out and they come off the bench, you do it the same way. Because you shouldn't get extra time to game plan during a challenge. I don't know. Uh, and not ch- challenges don't get used every game, obviously, but they get used quite a bit now. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know what other rules the NBA is trying to, you know, put in or take away or modify. But it'd be nice if they did something for the last like five minutes of each game to, to kind of condense it in like people people don't like watching baseball anymore because it takes too long they say it's too boring and it just like that basketball the end of basketball games that's that's starting to be the same thing like peak mm-hmm. boredom until the final 30 seconds if yeah. it's a close game like the when the players are there is probably 
So like, yeah, the clock is running or whatever, but there's probably in the half hour of the final two minutes of a game, which make already makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. There's probably literally two minutes of players actually playing on the court. The rest of it is just commercials, ads, announcers talking, breaking down what could happen, what might ha- like. I don't know, man. They gotta fix that bullshit. Yeah, it's ter- it's terrible. Hire me, Adam Silver. <laughs> I'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, Peyton, you said you had one more thing you wanted to get into before we move on from the finals and start talking about other yep. stuff. Okay, what is it? I need I need my credit for Giannis. This is the is this the first championship since Dirk that he's done it by himself. No help, no supporting system. Mm. One superstar like Dirk to win it all. Now, okay. Now, before we get into that, I want to say, I think, Lee, was it you who sent me that? But, like, it would like, um, this was the best, and this isn't arguable because it is. This is, like, the best, um, like, championship team to be built since day one, like, built from the ground up. So, like, these, like, Giannis was drafted, Giannis and Middleton were drafted in, like, 2013, 2014. And they stayed on the team and they progressed as players all the way through, kind of like how Dallas did it, you know? Like, that that's elite for – like, you don't see that anymore in the in the NBA, which it's, it's loyalty, right? It's loyalty and commitment to the players who got you there. You don't see that anymore. So I just want to, like, just take a note that that deserves a ton of respect. And I don't want anybody to lose sight in that with all these super teams that get made and – you know, just big superstars just joining a team really quick to get a quick championship. Like, you still can win in a small market team if you just build it from the ground up and give it time, you know? But the that only, being said. The only slight that I give Dirk above Giannis is that they beat the Heat. with A LeBron, Wade, Bosh, Heat team. Like, I feel like that team is better than the Suns were. That's the only slight that I can give Dirk just, like, a little bit more. Like that's that's the only reason I could give Derek just that little bit of extra props. So that I think a- if you're, I think if you're saying like which one was better, Dirk or Giannis, I would I'd give it to Dirk. Like I think yeah, Dirk had yeah, to like yeah. Dirk's was more difficult than Giannis. I would I would agree with that. But I'm saying like Giannis did it. Giannis yeah, yeah, did it. Like nobody does it, and he did it. You know, it's on par with Dirk for sure. Like it's definitely. Yeah, he did it basically by himself. Granted, it's tough because as much as like I, as much as I hate Middleton or not hate Middleton, but like I don't want to give him the props as a number two. <laughs> he did he did close out some of those games. Like without him, they wouldn't have won those games. I'm not saying that like those stats you sent in earlier, Tyler. Those are kind of bloated because of free throws and stuff like that, which. Free throws are crucial, but the points per game stat was like that was definitely bloated. That was kind of bloated for free throws and stuff. Well, like that. those but, stats that I sent in, those are obviously sample sizes. They're taking certain yeah, games, yeah. looking at those two. It, 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 that's just sample sizes, but it just goes yeah. to show that if he wouldn't have done it in those certain games, nobody else did. So that's basically okay, the, but thing I, the thing with Giannis is he can't get off, like he can't. Okay, Middleton creates no space and shoots contested jump shots all game long, right? But he makes them. Giannis, on the other hand, 
doesn't do that. He isn't able to get a shot like that. If they send two defenders at him, he passes because he can't he can't get by two defenders and get to the hoop. You know, that's yeah. like <laughs> uh, a go. little bit, a little bit. I mean, OK, so I know what you're saying about and that's the biggest knock on Giannis and the biggest praise about Middleton is that yeah. Middleton works because like you need a guy to get a shot and middle. They basically looked at the sideline and said, Giannis can't do it. And then they looked across and put people who could do it. And the best one was Chris Middleton. I mean, really, truly look at it. Like if you, you're saying, okay, don't want Giannis. Let's look at all these other players from scratch. Like they, I mean, if Pat Connington could shoot off the dribble, I'm sure he would have been Chris Middleton. You know, like they just needed one person to just shoot a three-pointer at the end of the game. And that was Chris Middleton next up. I could honestly argue that Drew was just as important as Chris in in this series. I mean, you can take Chris's shooting, but, I mean, his defense wasn't that impressive. He didn't lock up Booker. He didn't lock up Bridges. He didn't do anything. But if you look on Drew's side – I mean, Drew shot a ton, didn't make a ton, but he played outstanding defense. I mean, some games, the, the, the winning strip, you know, or holding Booker to 10 points. I mean, if you, if you well, compare in, in middle six, like he, he was the guy who shut Chris Paul down, you know, not shut yeah. him down, but he, he limited Chris Paul in game six. Yeah. yeah. I was just saying like in that, like, Okay, the finals, Giannis by him or not by himself, Drew stripped it, but Giannis scored the last points in those two games to win it. Like he won the Bucks those games basically with the oop and the or not just the oop and the block, right? The block on Aiden. But I'm pretty sure he came down and scored that possession too. But like he did close those games out. So Giannis can close a game out. But those net that net series and the Hawk series, I don't think the Bucks make it through without Middleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like, he was also not those... given the opportunity. Like, that's the other thing is, like, the opportunity is because they just know automatically, right? Now, I mean, maybe you give him the opportunity and he fails and they don't win the championship, right? That's the other thing that you're looking at when you know you have somebody who, who's got a better shot and you give it to Chris. But I'm just saying, like, even at game six, they were up by, like, seven at the last two, three minutes of the game. And they didn't let Giannis touch the ball once. Now, why that's so important is because they were up. And it was a very important game, closing game of the finals. And in the last three minutes, Giannis didn't touch the ball. That means in going into the game plan, it was at the end of the game, no matter up or down, we give the ball to Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday. They don't even give Giannis the opportunity, whether it's because of his free throws or his shoot, his jump shot, you know? I mean, they totally just discard him. So, I mean, you can say, like, Middleton stepped up and he did hit big shots. But when you're coming down the court and it's a, it was a five-point game and there's a minute left, very important possession. They score and they make it a three-possession game inside a minute. It's basically over. You can chalk it. Middleton comes down. And they, they stall out the shot clock, which was good. And he takes a contested jumper. They get the offensive rebound, which is huge. Last minute, you can make it go up by three. 
They give it back to Middleton. Don't even think about Giannis. And they, he shoots it again. They, he misses, and it's a contested jump shot. They get it, they get it back to him, and he shoots again. Three contested jump shots in the final minute, and you're up by by five. You can you can end it. That's what I'm saying. Like they the they didn't even think about going to Giannis in that situation, and he almost had fifty. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can you can say all this, but the opportunity wasn't always there for Giannis to just take over and try. Well, to, but to that's what I'm shots. saying. Whereas like they were throwing double teams at Giannis, like they like Giannis touches the ball, they're not letting him get to the hoop. What else is Giannis gonna do? They're gonna pray to God he pulls up from three or mid range. They yeah. want that shot. So like whereas Chris Middleton, you can't give him an open shot. He's gonna make it more times than not. So that like that's the aspect where like that's why him and like no matter how inconsistent Chris Middleton is, that's why they work. Like that's, that's the like the exact reason why they work. That's exactly like what that article I sent you guys earlier. It said like it they're almost a perfect pair. Like they just complement each other so well because if Chris Middleton just wasn't so fucking inconsistent, yeah. if he could just put if he could just be a consistent number two. I think that's the only issue with him. He takes terrible shots and he's inconsistent as fuck. If he could fix those two things, he wouldn't be a bad number two by any means. I think mm. you could even agree with that, Peyton. Like, yeah, yeah, but those are two major things. Yeah, like his yeah. shot, his shot selection is not is not good at all. You know, I mean, this, this prime Michael Jordan comparison. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like prime Michael Jordan and Mike like. When you get the those pictures of Michael, there's like there's like three dudes at the free throw line. You just see three dudes' hands. Chris Middleton, it's just like Brent Forbes has one contest like this. He just didn't create the space yeah. to get to make it look open, you know. So yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. the the support the supporting cast behind Giannis, whether it's Middleton and Drew, um, or whether it's Bobby Portis and Pat Connington, like those guys were underlooked. Those guys were massive. underlooked all playoffs, bro. Absolutely massive. Yeah. Bobby Portis yeah. is going to go get himself a contract, and Pat Connington kept himself in the league for a couple more years. I don't know if you remember, Peyton, but I did ask you about Bobby Portis and why he wasn't in the rotation. I think it was during the Atlanta series. I'm like, where where has yeah. Bobby Portis been? They need this dude. <laughs> and yeah. Look at yeah. that. He, he came and he showed up. I right away I was like, who the fuck is why the fuck is Bobby Portis playing like at the beginning of the playoffs? That dude splashes fucking threes all the time. And he hustle plays, man. He's just a guy who hustles. And I think that, that yeah, I think that goes to show just how fucking stubborn Budenholzer is. I mean, the guy puts up 17 points in 17 minutes on six and nine shooting in the finals. And it's like, well, Maybe we'll let I him don't know if he, yeah. yeah, man, like Brooke, be ready, Brooke. You know, like, <laughs> come on, just play him. And the crowd, not only that, like the amount of energy he brought off the bench. I mean, when's the last time at the end of a finals game they brought a person like Bobby Portis into the crowd talk? chanted his name. yeah, like Bobby, Bobby, and yeah. they're receiving trophies at the end of the. I mean, that never happens. So yeah, I mean it. To say that they like if they didn't have Bobby or Pat Connington, like you could probably say that the series like they don't win a championship, you know. I think they had all the right. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. 
that like Yann, like Middleton and Drew definitely played a like a bigger role than those guys because those guys are strictly offense and like spot everybody up has their. Yeah, but if yeah. we're talking about at their role, you know, like everybody has their roles on the team, right? But if we're yep, talking about yeah, at yeah. their role, those guys stepped up the biggest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But at the at the end of the day, Giannis, in the strictly in the finals, did it by himself. Those series leading up to the finals, it was like he did play very very well. But Middleton did have his moments where it was like, all right, like this guy is a number two, you know. Granted, the next game he came out and put up ten points on five of twenty-six from the field, but oh, of nine from three. Oh yeah, those games are yeah. prime Chris Middleton. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough finals talk. We've got a a, a good amount dedicated to that. So, um, moving on, uh, we've got. I've got a little bit of a quiz for you guys, just talking about the playoffs in general. So throughout the entire playoffs, we had nine guys who scored 30 points per game or more. And I don't know if that's a record, but I feel like that that's a lot. I haven't done any looking into the, the whole record thing at all. But um, what, what my quiz for you guys is to see if you can name those nine guys uh, who scored 30 points or more. Luka, Kawhi. So, wait, 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 wait. They average or just oh, yeah, yeah, average, yep. They average. Point, points per they, game average over 30 points per game. They average <laughs> more than 30 and a – holy, that has to be a record. That's I'm guessing insane. it is, yeah. We should Luka, do that because Kawhi, I, I do feel Paul like those George. percentages are up. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Luca Kawhi. Paul George. Paul George Giannis. is not on the list. Kawhi. Pretty sure Paul okay, George. Okay. He was under – he was like around 20. He was weak. Oh, damn. Um, uh, I'll substitute him and put Dame because I know Dame definitely averaged there. Yep. Um, Did uh, the Joker Trey Young. Get... Trey Young. Nope. Trey Young. Young was at like 28 or 29. Wow. Yeah. Did the Joker um, get 30? Nope. Nope. He was yeah, at was so Durant. technically we could have Durant. rounded up, but he was so Jokic was at like twenty nine point eight, but I didn't want to do that because he technically didn't score oh, wow. thirty points per game. So yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. count. Yeah, uh, you does, did get is Durant on there. Yep, KD. Durant. Um, so you're missing five guys yet. Fuck. Um, what do we got for teams? So we've got one. So there's two guys that are in the Western Conference, and then the other, uh, the other three are in the East. Tatum, yeah. right? Yeah. Did we say Tatum? Uh, yeah. Tatum, yeah. Devin Booker, no. Nope. Did he average thirty? No. Donovan uh, Mitchell. Um, yep, Donovan Mitchell. Three Curry. guys left. Nope, Curry did not. You're missing a big one here. Like he just won the finals. <laughs> Giannis. Yeah. Giannis. I already I said Giannis yeah. like right away. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not hear that. I apologize for that. So two. No, all, all good. Uh, one from the so west. We got two more left. Yep. So um, it's, a, both, it's a dog shit team, isn't it? Both of them it's are. Yeah. Both of them lost yeah. in the first round. Yeah. All right. So who, went off, who went off for the Knicks? Because Randall didn't. Julius Randall didn't. No, it's yeah. not the Knicks. 
So the teams are the, the Grizzlies and the Wizards. Oh, Ja Moran yeah. and Bradley Beal. Ja had yeah. 30. Yeah, so, okay, I've got – you guys got all nine. I'm going to go down the list here in order of who scored the most points per game in the playoffs. And all these guys were at over 30 points. So, Luka. Luka Doncic. Number one at 35.7 points per game. Jeez. Granted, it was just one round, but still. Like, hey, hey, seven <laughs> games. Seven games. Fuck out of here. Okay. Eight, 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 nine, eight, nine. Don't forget that. We're talking about points per game here, Lee. So call it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So KD at second with 34.3 points per game, and he went two rounds. Uh, Damian Lillard, 34.3 also. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. 32.3, and he went three rounds. He only played 10 games, though, because he was injured for the first round. Uh, Jason Tatum at 30.6. Kawhi at 30.4. Giannis and Ja both had 30.2, and then Bradley Beal was right at 30. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, Damn, that's Kawhi insane. only averaged 30.6? Like, Thir- like 30. right 4. on 30? Yep. He also the most had efficient fuck. thirty you'll ever get. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he also was insane. Fuck he, Kawhi for that series. He had like <laughs> two point one steals per game as well. Yeah, just an absolute beast. Yeah, I mean yeah, it was it was hard to say that year. anybody looked better than Giannis, but like you could definitely argue Katie and Kawhi were on a track to put up records. What are you talking about? Yeah, and Luca, but didn't make it out of the first round. Yeah, so Fucking if we're if we're like yourself. talking like the best performers of the playoffs, like obviously number one, you have to give it to Giannis. He just did it that he like he did yeah. it and he earned it. But KD, yeah, like you said, he's a guy that should be mentioned. Like he obviously didn't make it too far into the playoffs, but he was just incredible. And he's getting like if he's not back to his old self he's getting there <laughs> like yeah. it's insane that guy is a score um and if we just go down the line here damian lillard like 34 points per game like that's insane all all yeah. of these dudes were just were they were really good um guys like where does luca stand in this that man was literally carrying the that mavs team right I, seven I games with the number two what the Clippers went to the conference finals, not the Jazz. Fuck out of here. We oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. right. I forgot Fuck about out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brought the conference finals Clippers to seven games by himself, bro. Fucking Dwight Powell. The fucking – I don't even know the other retard's <laughs> name, bro. Get him out of my face, bro. Kleba. <laughs> yeah, Kleba. Yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. You're forgetting your favorite here, guy bro. with Porzingis, man. Yeah, he didn't even play. He basically fucking sat on the bench, bro. Good oh, two man. rebounds a game. Nice. All right. By to wrap, himself. To wrap up all this playoff talk, do you guys have any favorite moments? I mean, obviously, Peyton, yours is the Bucks winning the, the finals. That yeah. should be your favorite moment. Um, any yeah. other moments stick out to you besides that? It's hard to like remember. Utah since... Jazz getting eliminated. Honestly, that was probably my favorite. <laughs> it was. was it was pretty satisfying to see. Like everybody was so high on them, but I like just calling it from day one that they're bad. It's just a good feeling, you know. And I don't even necessarily hate them. It's just I know they're not. I like Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I like Donovan Mitchell. I, I have no problem with him. I don't. I'm not a big fan of Rudy Gobert because he basically shut down the league last year. But you know. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to give you guys some credit. Like 
you guys did call that the Jazz were a good regular season team. And I had faith for them. Like I watched Jazz <laughs> towards the end of the season. It's like this team is dangerous, but they just they looked that I watched a couple of those games in the playoffs and I was like, damn, am I gonna have to eat my words on this one? Like they yeah. looked good at, at times. Like they played really well together. It's just they're not well like, when, I don't think they're contenders yet. When Donovan Mitchell can't be stopped on the drive and they're like they're able to hit that three it's unstoppable like he just drives gets doubled kicks and they find an open three off of it every time Mm -hmm. that system that they have created in that roster is solid Mm -hmm. Tyler did you watch that jazz and nugget series last year yeah like Donovan Mitchell and Dame and Jamal Murray Murray? dude that was nuts that was so much fun Donovan Mitchell is on that's probably one of my favorite playoff series that I've ever watched. That yeah. shoot was insane, bro. Besides Luca's game, like that, this series with the fucking Clippers, even <laughs> choked it like a motherfucker. But fuck, uh, that series was nuts, bro. Like, Don, like every time down the floor, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell would just pull from ridiculous range and didn't miss. Well, yeah, uh, and it was like shit. they both were dropping fifty pieces or forty pieces, easy, easy in it. That they it were just. just it's so much trading fun, buckets, yeah. trading yeah. buckets every time down yeah. the floor. Did you watch? Did you watch it, Peyton? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, and then you look at the stat line after on Instagram, and it's like, like 49, 50, 49, 50. Like every game, it was just yeah. just stupid numbers. It was like, wait, like what is happening? You know, <laughs> it no defense, but fun offense. Yeah. Electric offense. That shit was nuts. All righty. Moving on from the playoffs. Uh, one quick little topic I want to bring up here. And you can see the jersey behind me here. Uh, I want to bring up <laughs> Space Jam 2. Um, this is just a disclaimer. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who wants to watch it and hasn't. Um, if you're like sitting on the fence, whether you want to go watch it or not, uh, I, I had the chance to see it this last weekend. And How'd you watch? How'd you get to watch it, Tyler? So I can't give away any sources here because we're live. So if you want to know, you can hit me up. (laughs) We'll just keep it at at the point that that's getting cut out. That's getting cut out. (laughs) No, I'll leave it on. Watch it. I'll leave it on. (laughs) But, anyways, um, I I was able to watch the movie and um, I would. if, if you're on the fence, whether you want to go out and see it or not, I personally would not waste your time. If, if later on down the road and you have the chance to see it like on TV or something like that, where you don't have to pay money to go watch it, um, then maybe check it out. But yeah, if you're going to go to a theater and pay money for it, I would suggest not doing that. It's not a, it's not a good movie. Um, I think they try way too hard to make it a kid's movie. And it's uh, for a kid, I would think that the plot and the whole movie itself would be kind of confusing because there's way too much going on, if you ask me. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's not all about LeBron. Let's just put that out there. It's not all about LeBron. It's a lot of it is actually about his kid, the actor pr- portraying his kid. Um, so that's that's in there. And also, I guess there is. It's like he gets like kidnapped, doesn't he? Pretty much. It's kind of weird. They show that in the trailer. They show that in the trailer. I even know. Like, yeah, he gets like like sucked into server it's 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 kind of weird yeah um 
there there was a few good things throughout the movie. There were some subtle shots at LeBron, which is kind of cool that he could kind of go along with that or even put that in the movie himself. Um, so he recognized that there's people, you know, taking shots at him, and, which is good. Those are, those are funny to, to, yeah. to see. And hear, yeah. But uh, yeah, overall, I would not suggest going to watch that movie. Um, don't, please don't pay money for it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, yeah. It's funny. Cause apparently they like blew the box office out of the water. Yeah. They made so much money off that movie, which, now that you're saying it like that, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I would just well, I mean, skip it. All the comparisons from the first one to the second one, which you hate to do, but I mean, you're gonna do it. It was inevitable. It. it was inevitable. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, even like the uh, like uneducated are educated and uneducated people, right? That like both sides are kind of saying that the old one was better, like. Um, I'm glad that you said, cause like the one thing was, is that people were criticizing the people who are criticizing the movie that they were like, you're an adult, you know, grow up. It's a yeah. kid's movie. But like Tyler was saying, like, it's tough to edit a kid's movie if kids don't understand what's going on. So, mm-hmm. um, I think one thing for sure, like in, in Toon Squad, you know, the, the OG one, you definitely like, as a kid remembered it, you remember everything it was basic plot line you know um and it, it did look a little bit more a golf he goes down a golf hole or whatever like whatever they steal the powers like it was pretty easy to follow you know like they showed yeah. them stealing the powers the only thing i didn't understand as a kid was who the players were because i didn't know any of those guys yeah like yeah, the, yeah. The, the guy who they stole the powers from and shit like that which now as a kid you're probably more people are going to know about these guys mm-hmm. than those guys were you know because we're not in the 90s I don't know, but like, even then I was like, all right, this guy's tall. This guy's strong. This guy's quick. Like, it was pretty easy to follow, you know, but yep. I, I gotta, I'm going to have to watch it. Like I told I was just going to watch it regardless. <laughs> see what it was. No shot. I, nah. I got to watch it. I, would, I can't watch I would LeBron not... on TV score, screen any more than I have to. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually like, okay. So him compared to Michael Jordan, like as actors, they're both very similar. They're not good at acting, but they're not like terrible where it's like, Oh, why did you say that? Or like, I can't, I can't like, they're yeah. not terrible. Yeah. They're, they're both playing Michael themselves. Wasn't, is... Yeah. Michael Jordan wasn't bad. Like, I, he wasn't yeah. like a, a fucking grand. He came across winner. way better than I thought that he would though. Like yeah, the stories yeah, that you hear sure. about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like, True. Telling people I'm gonna rape your mom, and then it's just like he goes and puts sixty on their head, and makes a Disney movie. You know. It's... Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 He came off really. I like like his performance in space in the original Space Jam was solid. I I don't know. I it's also been a while since I've watched it, but from what yeah. I remember, it was pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. All I gotta say is don't don't spend money on it if you don't have to. So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and you're a Le- and you're a LeBron fan. So like I'm a fan up. of LeBron being a basketball player, not not being an actor. Like I mean he's playing yeah. basketball in the movie, so Okay. Yeah, what do you think retirement's gonna bring there, Tyler? You're gonna have to Yeah. Uh, all over the big screen. It's gonna be I don't weird think I've ever... when LeBron retires. That's just a that's a whole nother can of asked you that. When do you think yeah. he's going to retire? Because I'm assuming oh. you follow him pretty heavily. So 
I'm I don't I would not call myself as big of a LeBron fan as you guys maybe think I am. Like I just well, I don't no, I, I don't hate I know LeBron like, like a lot of people. He's do. not your guy yeah. necessarily, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I what think you, but when Okay, so I've heard a lot of a lot of things going around saying that like he wants to be able to play with his son and that's still two or three years out yet. Two, if the NBA like lowers the draft age, um, yep. and th- three years out if they don't. So that's three more years of LeBron playing by himself before he can get the chance to play with his son. And he'll be what, 38, 39 years old, or maybe even 40 by that point. But uh, I don't know. I would do you think say, he would retire the like immediately after he plays with Bronny, or do you think he would wait a year? He would go two years with him. I guess that's that's an open-ended question just because we would have to see like what condition he's in at that point. Like True. right now, he you can you can tell that he's starting to decline. Like it's not that obvious yet, but it's it's starting to get there. Like he's not as physically dominant I mean, as he was. Yeah. He's still like he's throwing dunks down and shit. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's shooting a lot more through, like, shooting jumpers. But, like, he's still throwing dunks down, catching lobs. Like, he's still doing, like, like the – LeBron shit. Yeah. Yeah, but he's not going to be – like, he'll poster people, but, like, nothing like when he was 2012 cat. Like, or he, well, his I, game, his game is going to be playmaking, which it's always been – and then he'll just resort to that post fade, mid range fade, you know, like just get to his spots. You know, he's it, yeah. LeBron at 40, you're not going to see him, you know, doing the, the other stuff, but you'll see the same LeBron that you're seeing today. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot different, you know, like if you think that he's going to give up the ball and go sit in the corner and wait for a three, I, like that's <laughs> not going to happen. He'll yeah. retire before he does something like that. Right. And if or anything, like we'll, just, we'll see like less of him in a game where he's not going to be playing 40 minutes a game like he's still yeah. doing. It'll be like 30, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that he's still playing that many minutes. You know? Yeah, like, I'm surprised that he's not playing like like during the regular season. I wouldn't be giving him more than like 25, 28. Yeah. Like I'm saving him as much as possible for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, why it's do you think he nuts. had that injury the last month, you know? <laughs> true, true. But, like, if you play him less minutes, like, you don't have to do that. Like, he gets yeah. that extra time to rest. Like, he's not putting that much strain on his body. I don't know. But the, uh, I don't want to get too far off topic here, but, like, the problem yeah. with this Lakers team and why he couldn't do that is because they weren't yeah. that good. And yeah, Anthony Davis was yeah. hurt a lot. So, yeah. like – if, I think right there, that's the problem. That's going to be the end of his career right there. The decision when he chose Anthony Davis, I think that's going to be the part where it really hurts. Like when we're talking about winning and like getting championships, you know, because he's going to get to that point where you're seeing him less and less. And you got to have a guy who's showing up every day. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis hasn't shown up every day since he's been in the league. So it's, you, you're going to need another superstar in there. And that's just it too. Like eventually LeBron's going to have to start taking less money for his contracts because he's going to decline pretty rapidly. And that just means you got to use that money to help build the team around you because you can't do it yourself anymore, you know? So that's down the road. That's though. what, that's what you think will happen. Watch some like Orlando magic. He will draft his kid and offer him 
like 10 year just retarded money and he'll take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's going to be interesting to see because he's not going to be going to Minnesota if his kid, uh, maybe. He will. He I bet will. he would Wherever go. Wherever his kids go, he goes. Well, I'm pretty no sure he, he signed that contract extension so that way he is a free agent. If as his, soon as it ends. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a no-brainer. Like, I would, if I were LeBron, I'd go to any team that his son's on, just to just for the hell of it, you know? Oh, True. and, like, don't think NBA owners don't know that. Yeah. Like that, that pick, even if he's not the number one pick in the, in the draft, you know, money makes moves. So that's drafting him. You're drafting Jersey sales. You're drafting LeBron. Mm-hmm. You're drafting, you know, you're drafting a whole lot. Yeah. Even definitely. if he's not good, even if he's a second round pick, <laughs> he'll still probably go in the first top lottery, you know, mm-hmm. just because of that. Yeah. Okay. So one, one thing I kind of want to end the episode on here is uh, since the draft is next week, um, I I would like us to kind of give our, top five picks um, of who you would draft in the top five. Um, and then any, any sort of like sleeper guy that you think should have gone in the top five or like, you know, if mock drafts don't have them in there or you think like could be top five potential someday. So um, the, the draft order goes like this with the first pick Detroit, uh, second pick Houston, third pick Cleveland, fourth pick Toronto and fifth pick Orlando. So um, do either of you two want to start it off? Otherwise I can give off mine and kind of go from there. I'll just go quick because mine isn't going to really change. Okay. I'll go uh, obviously Cade Cunningham at one. The mock draft I'm looking at right now has Suggs going two, which I don't agree with. So I would move Jonathan Kaminga up to number two. And then I would keep Evan Mobley at three move Jalen Suggs to four and then, or no, I would go Jalen Green at four and then Jalen Suggs at five. I'm not looking at what the team needs at all. I'm going off strictly off talent. Okay. Okay. Uh, Do you know of any other sleepers that you want to talk about? Otherwise we can, we can move on. Um, Any standout players that, that you remember or anything like that? uh, I'm looking through this quickly. Just taking a quick peek. Not really. I'm not seeing any familiar names in here. I'm not for the audience listening. I'm not a big college hoops guy. (laughs) That's that's okay. That's all right. Uh, Peyton, what about you? What is your top five? I think mine is mine would be um, Cunningham at one, obviously. Um, I I I don't know if I would put. Kaminga at two. I really like him. You know, I, I, if he ends up in the top three, he's one player where I, it would be like not surprised. You know, mm-hmm. he probably belongs there. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd probably go Jalen Green. Um, keep Mobley at at the at three, and then Toronto's taking a guard. They're taking a guard either way they go. So whether it's Suggs there or Green there, they'll take. They'll take one of those guys, and mm-hmm. then I'll have I'll have Kaminga going fifth to the Magic. But like I said, like if Kaminga would go earlier, wouldn't be surprised. Um, outside of the top five, I don't think anybody's gonna sneak in or anybody's gonna get left out of that. I think the top five is pretty solid. 
Yeah, usually the top five is pretty set in stone, like not maybe the correct order, but like the five guys who are in most mock drafts, they're usually around to stay for like the last month or two up up until the draft. So, yeah, um, I'll just run through my top five as well. Um, Cade Cunningham to the the Pistons, obviously. Um, I think Houston would benefit most if they got Jalen Green because if you could put him next to like Kevin Porter Jr. as another wing scorer, like that team becomes really fun, really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think they need Mobley because they have Christian Wood. I think that'd be a weird fit with him and like Mobley on the same team. Um, but it, it's, I could still see them taking Mobley, but I think I would personally take Jalen Green if I was Houston. Cleveland, um, obviously, if, if, if Evan Mobley's on the board, you take him, or if Jalen Green's on the board, you take him. But with my mock draft, I have him going to Cleveland. Uh, it sounds like they might want to keep Jared Allen, but they also, from what I've seen, they might be um, interested in doing like a sign-in trade for somebody to get you know, something back in return, which that would be interesting. Or they could trade the pick too. I've seen rumors about that. So um, just for this top five mock draft thing here, we'll just go Mobley to Cleveland. Um, Toronto, yeah, like you said, they need a guard. They need someone to fill Kyle Lowry's shoes once he either leaves or retires. Um, and Jalen Suggs, I think, is that guy. You know, he's got yeah. good potential. He showed off in the in March Madness. And I think Toronto would be stupid not to take him if he was on the board. Um, and then I have Kaminga going to Orlando, although I could see a guy like Scotty Barnes going up to Orlando. Like he played really well, very similar kind of player um, from Florida State. Um, so I could see either one of those two going. But I like Kaminga a little bit better than Barnes just because Kaminga has got that huge boom potential to him as well. Yeah. Who won the championship last year? For March Madness, yeah, Baylor, Baylor, yeah. So Baylor. he that's that that brings me to my sleepers here, um, which is be like guys that are not in the top five, um, that like could ha- be top five potential someday. Um, Davion Mitchell from Baylor, I think he could be he could be pretty special. He's kind of a smaller they, guard, but yeah, I think they got him going to the Warriors too, and yeah, I wouldn't be I'm surprised. Saying, yeah, they have him could, on this one right here. He could play that oversized, you know, three. He could guard the three, two, one. Um, and he yeah. would play fit really two. good. Yeah, he, he's kind yeah, of a smaller guard, he, yeah. I think that he could play that three, though, or at least defend it. I don't know. I He would work really well in, uh, in, yeah. uh, in the Warriors system, though. Yep, yep. So he's one guy I have as a sleeper. Um, another guy that I think was has good potential is Moses Moody from Arkansas. Like he's a he's a good scorer and a good shooter. Um, he's like six seven, six eight, so he's got some length to him as well. Um, pretty good defender. Um, another guy, Corey Kispert from Gonzaga. He he's the white sh- dude. Yeah, he's a <laughs> shooter, man. Um, I don't think it's legit, but he's gotten some comparisons to like Clay Thompson, which wow could work out. But uh, he, those are some big shoes to fill, if you ask me. <laughs> but Corey oh, Kispert, yeah. like he's he's a he's a dude I could see that could really be a good player from this draft. Another one is Kai Jones out of Texas, just a long, lanky, big man that can rim run, kind of like Jackson Hayes. Like he he had some huge huge potential coming out of that draft. Um, yeah, he hasn't done much to this point. Why is that guy not good? 
I don't know. The I'm Jets, not... uh, I, I think the the scoring ability, like yeah. I mean, he's insanely athletic. Yeah. I just don't think like that. There's other parts that uh, just that, haven't. That's what I'm saying. Together. Like it, him and Lonzo on the pick and roll should be deadly. Mm-hmm. He should be able. To well, it's him. only his. It's only his second season, and I mean, you probably should have seen something out of him. But he did have like Zion and uh, Melly and steven adams Dude. so the, like they were deep at the at the big position yeah i am so happy i haven't heard that motherfucker's name in five months fucking zion <laughs> williamson holy i'm so happy i hope that dude never makes the playoffs or he's the first round exit dude oh my god my life has just been so much better not having to hear about him but that just means that when the season starts up just fucking zion jizz is hitting everyone in the face oh yeah guaranteed yeah, so it, it's all getting built up right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so where was I? Oh yeah, Kai Jones. Yeah, another guy like uh, Jackson Hayes, just long, lanky from Texas as well. So um, could could be some, could be like a DeAndre Jordan kind of guy for some team. Just fill that rim running role, catch lobs, play defense, grab boards. That's about it. Um, and then one other guy that I kind of want to talk about is Jared Butler from Baylor, like another undersized point guard score, very good defender and distributor. I think he could probably help a team a lot more than what people are thinking. I think they've got him going like mid to late first round in most mock drafts, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that could probably make a difference right away. If you ask me just coming off the bench, being a, a good point guard. The one so, thing about those Baylor, Baylor for sure, all the Baylor guys for sure, but also a little bit of the Gonzaga guys. Like if you draft those guys, you're drafting those guys to come in and play now. Mm-hmm. Like Mitchell, if the Warriors draft him, it'll be because he doesn't need a couple years to come in. It'll be because they can plug him into the lineup, whether it's big minutes or little minutes, they know that they can plug him and trust them. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's what makes those like blue blood schools like that. Not, I guess like Baylor, they're not a blue blood, but like those big schools like that, that are in March Madness tournament every single year, or, you know, have a couple of guys come out from each team on the draft. Like, like that's what makes it important for the NBA. Like you can just throw them right in. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what makes it, that's what makes it fun with the, these doing these mock drafts and seeing these young guys come out and perform. So uh, anything else here before we wrap up the episode? don't know okay um unfortunately i do have to bring up one more thing uh it is going to be lee's last episode as a regular a regular uh guy on the podcast um we won't disclose too much information but uh yeah we it'll be (laughs) legal reasons yeah (laughs) yeah i'm going to prison no 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 it's uh it's it's gonna be sad to to see you go but i i we've we've talked about it and he will be able to come on as a special guest anytime he wants to um and uh sad to leave me sad to watch me go but happy to watch me walk away if you're an office fan, you get the reference. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave those as your last words. So I appreciate that. But yeah, from, from here on out, Lee will not be a regular member on the podcast, but he will be a recurring guest, which is going to be a good thing. Um, 
and you'll stay in our group chats because we need we need that that stuff like that and give us some feedback and all that so um yeah i guess i guess that's it for this episode it was a good a good long one um it's good to be back i i like this it was i think it was a great episode turned out really well um, a little bit longer but that's okay we haven't been here for three weeks so i think we deserve a little bit something like this so True. uh yeah i think so next week is the draft we'll probably come up with another episode shortly after the draft happens so we can kind of go over who's drafted where i'm sure there's going to be a bunch of trades that are going to happen so um we'll come back and we'll give you guys yeah. a recap of all that so um i would probably expect it either late next week or early the week after that so early august maybe by the time we come up with another episode so uh yeah uh on that note i think we'll end it here so uh and until until we come back take it easy